pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. That intro always gets me started. Uh, and uh, I have here alongside me Pep. Pep, how are you feeling about the uh, the week, first week eighteen um, in you know our lifetime? Uh, crazy, it's crazy. It's uh, never enough football. I think we need a week nineteen, but <laughs> yeah, this should biggest suffice. season ever. Just yeah. just in case you haven't heard, uh, it is in fact the biggest season ever. And I did see they are still calling uh, the week after Super Wild Card weekend. It's all the commercials for that, so. They are, they are keeping on that tradition. Can't get rid of that. I mean, people getting slimed and kids get to learn about football on Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, everybody's favorite weekend. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves because uh, we had a, a good week of football in week 17, I guess, sort of. Um, better than, than some weeks, uh, at least. So uh, why don't we get into a couple of the games that not most of them didn't really matter so we don't really need to talk about many of them we'll then get into the the playoff scenarios for the teams that are still alive and all that good stuff um but uh first why don't we hit the big game of the week it was the chiefs at the Bengals. the chiefs held a, a big lead in this one i think there were 14 uh, a couple times uh and yet the Bengals found a way jamar chase went absolutely off uh, Joe Burrow has now thrown for nearly a thousand yards in the past two weeks. Um, he's, you know, getting late into an, the MVP race. Uh, probably not really enough to have a chance, but yeah, at least in the conversation. Um, so big day for Reeves Bengals. Um, too bad he's here, not here to talk about it. But what else is new? Uh, Pep, what do you what do you think about this one? I was really impressed. Uh, this was a game where I just wanted the Bengals to come in and make it competitive, maybe a 27-24, just keep up with the Chiefs. But they exceeded, and uh, just when you thought Jamar Chase was kind of flatlining on that sensational rookie season, he's just gone back on fire the past two weeks. Um, so really cool to watch and really scary to see how good these Bengals can be when they just want to be that offensive superpower. Yeah, and it, I, I loved like how how the Bengals just didn't shy away from just keeping uh, with that same strategy. They're like, all right, you're going to keep leaving Jamar Chase one-on-one on the outside, then we're just going to keep throwing it to him. And they just kept throwing those go routes, those fade routes to him, and he kept making plays. Um, and, you know, T. Higgins made a couple plays too. I mean, it was, uh, it was fun to watch. Um, certainly, obviously, the Chiefs uh, looked – more like the Chiefs of old, they they were able to move the ball pretty well as, um, also. But uh, nice to see that the Bengals can compete with the the best teams in the AFC, and they can make be a sneaky uh, playoff team here. Uh, I don't think many teams want to see the Bengals right now. No, when the Bengals are playing like that, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see when the playoffs come around. Uh, now that they've clinched uh, clinched their division, they still have a first seed to play for, right? Yeah, they do have a chance at the one seed. Uh, they would need uh, they they would need a lot to happen. I think they need the the Chiefs to lose the um, the Titans to lose, and then also I think the uh, Patriots to lose, um, or or I think the Bills to win. So they really just need the Titans and Chiefs to lose, but uh, and obviously to win themselves. So 
uh, I guess it's a chance. There's a chance for them, um, but probably an outside chance. Gotcha. It's uh, since it's an extra week, I'm just trying to figure out what teams might be resting and what teams still have a ton to play for here. Yeah, well, I think one team that might be resting is the Green Bay Packers. They went out and clinched the one seed in the NFC. Um, you know, granted, it was against Sean Mannion, so I'm not <laughs> particularly impressed by it. But you know, Sean Mannion just loves to start Week 17, even when there's 18 weeks. He he has to get that Week 17 start. So <laughs> he, he tried his best, and you know, at least you're not Kellen Mond because Mike Zimmer just absolutely trashed <laughs> Kellen Mond for the yeah. world to see. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, now that we're completely out of this game, go in there. You can try uh, immediately uh, throws a pick. <laughs> and then uh, next series, Sean Mannion's back in. <laughs> so uh, that, that was a pretty good joke. Um, but Packers are rolling. Aaron Rodgers is probably the MVP favorite right now. So um, assuming I, I assume he won't probably play much in week 18. So that, might be settled. I don't know. Maybe like a huge performance by somebody else, Brady or Burrow or Cup or Taylor. I don't know. Uh, there, there are a lot of potential guys, and it's not like Aaron Rodgers had this like monster season, but seems like he's the consensus choice at this point. Yeah, he can just flick a switch and dictate which way he wants the game to go. If you want it to be just like a ground and pound AJ Dillon game, like the Packers can do it. If you know, you want to make it a Devonte Adams game, why not give him two touchdowns? And you're even seeing Alan Lazard coming into his own here. It's not just MVS anymore. You know, all these other skill guys making plays. And these are the scary Packers that I, I still feel like they could just take this whole NFC. Um, you know, You've got other teams like the Bucks and Brady probably has a thousand more passing yards right now. Whatever. Just the Packers look so good when Aaron Rodgers is playing like this. They do. I think they look good enough to get to another NFC championship game and then lose there like they always do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they I mean they, they have to be the favorites in the NFC. I mean, it's there there aren't all the other teams I think have significant issues. I mean the, the Bucks have all those injuries, the Rams have a more inconsistent quarterback at this point. Um, and the Cardinals haven't looked looked quite the same, even despite a nice performance this past week, which uh, I guess we'll talk about that game. Uh, Cardinals at the Cowboys. Cowboys, obviously another NFC contender coming off a, a big win, um, but uh, we, we don't need to talk about that. Um the, but this week, Cardinals got the best of them. It was a nice bounce back game for Kyler and the and the Cardinals um, after a three game losing streak. Um, and Kyler looked great in this game, I thought. Yeah, and they got their two X factors rolling: AJ Green and Antoine Wesley. <laughs> no, they got it done with Wesley. They got it done without uh, James Conner. True. And yeah. he's been a big part of their offense, uh, so went more on Kyler's hands, and I was impressed. Yeah, Edmonds looked great, although I think he got hurt in this game too. So that's <laughs> that's not great. But you know, they they think they're they're gonna get new back at some point in the playoffs. It sounded like probably later in the playoffs, so they gotta get past probably at least one game without him. Um, but we'll see. 
um, they, they, they are still a good team. I feel like they, they have a good defense. They're a well-balanced team. Um, but they really need Kyler to be special in order to, to win these types of games. And he was, he was this past week. Um, hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah. They just need to not get in their own heads. That's the only thing. They're a lot similar to the Rams in my eyes when they can get into adverse situations. They kind of just get in their own heads, start folding, play calling gets a little rough. Kyler starts throwing picks, making some mistakes. Um, And that happens really to any team, but I just notice it more with the Rams and Cardinals. So I guess moving forward, these teams just need to make less mistakes. Here I am. Hire me as a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, that that is a good good advice. Um, all right, I think uh, we talked about most of like the important games because there really weren't that many. But uh, there is one other situation that was kind of lighting up uh, week seventeen. Uh, it was the the Bucks and the Jets game. Um, you know, one the Jets you know had a big lead on the Bucks, which was pretty surprising. And the Bucks came back and won the game. Um, but honestly, that was took kind of a backseat to uh, Antonio Brown just uh, piecing middle midway through the game uh he uh just uh took off his shirt did some jumping jacks in the end zone and uh just uh just ran out the tunnel uh and then took an uber home so uh yeah what do you make of that situation pep it reminds me of a few times i left the bar um (laughs) yeah it's just so bizarre (laughs) it's really bad but my first reaction was what he had like 20 fantasy points last week what happened um, I, to my understanding, he got hurt a little bit, uh, and the coaches were asking him to go back in. He kept saying, no, Arians said, don't come back. Something like that. Um, still just a really bizarre situation. It is Antonio Brown. So you got to leave a little room to not be surprised at something like this happening. And, uh, you know, I, I wish him well. He, he released a rap song a couple hours after that incident. Yeah, perfect timing. I mean, what he's you know he probably was already trending on Twitter, so might as well drop a rap rap song. I don't know. Um, definitely strange. Uh, have never seen that before. I mean, the closest I could think of was when Vontae Davis retired at halftime uh, that one Bills season. Um, that that was pretty weird as well. But um, you know, at least that it wasn't. It was just like he was done, and it's like this is a blowout weird weird time to choose but he was like yeah i'm not finishing this game um antonio brown just uh, was definitely like a heat of the moment thing and he obviously tries to make a spectacle of it himself um but yeah it's one of the many bizarre decisions antonio brown has made over the past few years so uh might might be a little bit of a you know mental health issue there um i don't want to speculate but maybe it was just cold Maybe he was just cold, you know? Yeah, pr- probably. That's That seems right. But actually, when you think about it, he might have helped the Bucks with his departure because then they discovered the gem that is Cyril Grayson, who caught the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. And uh, I was reading his analysis on one website, and they're like, Tom Brady relayed to Bruce Arians how much he trusts Grayson. And I was like, is it really a receiver Brady doesn't trust? Unless you're, <laughs> unless your name is Tyquan Underwood, Brady trusts you. Well, you know? the thing is, uh, Brady trusts you if you're out there. If, if he doesn't trust you, then you're immediately off the team. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Good point. 
Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I think that's happened to a couple of receivers, but, uh, yeah, the, I, I think, I don't know if these bucks have a chance right now. I mean, obviously they're a good team, um, but it's just hard to imagine them getting past like the Packers like they did last year. I mean, they destroyed the Packers last year, so maybe they can, but at least need to get somebody back. I mean, Mike Evans was back for this game, so um, maybe maybe him getting healthy and if you know Cyril Grayson or Tyler Johnson kind of breaks out uh, a little bit, then then maybe they got a chance. I mean, it's hard to ever count Tom Brady out, so uh, I, I wouldn't rule him out, but it's definitely hard to imagine them and do another Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, speaking of an NFC South team, uh, this isn't even an overreaction, I feel like, but I feel like a team at this point that if they make the playoffs, you do not want to see them in the playoffs, the New Orleans Saints, because <laughs> they're just going to be like that little gnat that you keep swatting at that won't go away. I mean, this team has been full of surprises lately. They don't look good by any means, but the way they've matched up with teams recently. Hey, the they, the Bucks certainly don't want to see them. Exactly. I mean, I, they, they destroyed and, the Bucks uh, twice. They've destroyed the Packers. Um, they've, uh, they've they've beaten quite a few playoff teams. So it's, I, I don't know, it, it's sort of weird, but, uh, you know, I, you, you don't want to see Taysom Hill in the playoffs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But if that happens, they will mess some things up. Yeah, and they have a really good shot. So let's let's talk about the playoff scenarios. Let's start with the NFC because uh, it's like it's like another like very weird uh, weird playoff clinching scenarios. Um, is there, I think it's just the Saints and the the Forty ers really vying for that last spot. The Forty ers just need to win or have the saints lose um, in order to get that spot. But the 49ers play the Rams and the Rams still need to clinch the the NFC West. So they should be playing their starters here and playing pretty hard because they want to win their division Um, because the Cardinals are right on their heels and the Cardinals can win if the Rams lose and the the Cardinals win. Um, So that will not be an easy game for the Niners. And then the saints play the Falcons who, obviously you're not the best team either they're seven and nine so if the falcons do win they're going to finish eight and nine the same as the saints that would be funny <laughs> but uh i don't i don't know i think the saints might make the playoffs <laughs> it's over the not Niners, crazy which is, which is kind of insane because like i i just kind of assumed the niners had already clinched the playoff spot they were kind of chewed in there at that five seed i was just expect or uh the six seed i was expecting them to have that um, but uh, now it's not looking too great for them, honestly. <laughs> they had a rough start to the season, and it just feels so fitting to me that they just like blow it. You know, they yeah. all these headlines about how they own the Rams with you know Kyle it's Shanahan. True. It just feels like the prime position to just completely blow it. Yeah, and it I, it's probably going to be Trey Lance again. So uh, Jimmy G still recovering from this thumb thing i i maybe he comes back for this one i don't know if trey lance is a good thing or a bad thing i thought he played all right in this past game um granted it was against the texans so (laughs) i I don't know uh it's 
it's a question mark. I would definitely rather see the 49ers in the playoffs, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, they just need to do what they did to the Rams the first time this season, but double that with just a lot of Elijah Mitchell, a ton of Elijah Mitchell, sprinkled some Debo in there, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, because the Texans game had a few, you know, growing pains for Trey Lance, which you'll expect, but you don't want to put Trey Lance in this position for a win and in spot. Yeah. Going in against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, uh, not, not ideal there, but uh, I don't know. You're, you're right. The, the 49ers have like kind of inexplicably owned the Rams. So, uh, Maybe they do just just use that to get the win. Uh, I didn't expect them to win last time they played the Rams, so uh, maybe they do it again. Maybe they do, and maybe Matt Stafford gives them the victory by just throwing interceptions and pick sixes their way. That would be hugely <laughs> helpful. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the only drama in the NFC. The Packers have clinched the one seed. Uh, the Cowboys have clinched the NFC East. The Bucks have clinched the NFC South. Um, the Cardinals and Rams vying for that last uh, for the NFC West. Uh, the whoever doesn't end up as the the division champ will be the five seed. Um, Eagles clinched the playoff berth. Uh, they'll probably be the six seed. Um, and then the uh, Niners and, and Saints vying for that last seed. So. Uh, they they the Niners could be the the five seed I believe, and then the or the six seed, and then the Eagles be the seven seed. I don't know, um, but that's pretty much it in the the NFC. The AFC has a lot more teams that are still alive technically, uh, but most of it um depends on the Colts losing to the Jaguars. So um, I don't really think the Steelers or the Ravens. Uh, have a chance to make the playoffs because they would need the the Colts to lose, um, which I just I don't see anybody losing the Jags right now. So <laughs> <laughs> the Jags have just solidified themselves. The, the, like, the, the Jags are ready to go home. Their their bags are packed. They were ready to go home a few weeks ago. So yeah, they've they've kicked the bucket. One might say yes. Um, I, I think uh, that, uh, you know, Urban Myers, uh, uh, you know, about as gone as all the Jaguars are for, for this season. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll see next season if, you know, with a new coach, um, Trevor Lawrence can kind of, re- you know, have a revival season because obviously he was, uh, uh, everybody had pretty high hopes for him. But I feel yeah. like nobody cares with him on the Jaguars, like. Yeah, it's just, yeah, we expect you to throw three interceptions. And if you throw a touchdown, wow, you haven't done that in five weeks. So good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, That's, those are the Jaguars for you. So, yeah, uh, the the Ravens and the Steelers are still still technically alive, but um, probably not happening. Um, the, The one other, so assuming the Colts win, the Colts are in. Um, the, uh, the last seed is probably going to go to the winner of, well, I mean, it will go to the winner of the Raiders and Chargers game. Um, so who would have thought the Raiders would still have a chance uh, at this point in the season? Um, I feel like the Chargers have to be the favorite here. 
Um, but the Raiders have been sneaky. Uh, well, I wouldn't say good, but they've been winning games against. Uh, I mean, the win against the Colts was pretty impressive last week. So definitely don't count them out. The Raiders are the AFC version of the Washington football team and how they just scrape together what players they have left on their roster, just <laughs> scraping bodies together and like somehow advancing and finding a way to win football games that they shouldn't be winning. Uh, it's pretty incredible that they've gotten this far and they control their own destiny pretty much. Uh, and on the other side of that ball, uh, the Chargers, like they better win this. They better win this or they're just going to recharger and still under Brandon Staley be the Chargers that we've known all these years that can't, they just can't make it over these humps. So the Chargers better win this. If the Raiders win this, I, I will be happy for them. You know, they've, they've overcome a lot at this point. Uh, it would be interesting. What's going to happen is the Chargers are going to end up having a crucial situation where they have to go for it on fourth down and then they don't get it and they lose because of that or or they like go against themselves and like don't go for it on fourth down they lose because of that it's going to be something to do with this you know brand steely going for it on fourth down which is constant <laughs> to lose the game um it, it's just a, a, a what's going to happen the it's the inevitable it's going to be a one possession game i totally <laughs> agree <laughs> uh oh uh but going back real quick because i did forget to mention this when we we're talking about the chiefs uh Bengals game at the end of that game the Bengals went for it on fourth and goal with the game tied with like a minute left uh what what did you think about that uh just not the time to flex man <laughs> not the time to flex your muscles all right just don't just don't, you know, I, I get it. Like you're, you feel the adrenaline or something like that. <laughs> just relax. All right. You got the win. Basically. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't understand how Zach Taylor thought that was a good idea. Like that's like what somebody who like knows nothing about analytics would do. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I think the analytics say to go for it. That's what I've heard that analytics go for on fourth and short. But like, obviously in that situation, when you're tied and just need a field goal to take the lead, you, you take the points. Obviously, it ended up working out for them thanks to two penalties, but uh, that could have gone very poorly uh, for the Bengals after an amazing game by Burrow and Chase. Um, very weird, uh, but I guess I guess Bengals will take it. But yeah, let's let's not get off track. But uh, just just had to bring that up because that was just such a weird ending. Yeah, just waiting for a head coach and his presser. When somebody asks him why he did something like that, he's just like, well, you know, uh, I was reading Next Gen Stats <laughs> sponsored by Amazon, and uh, they said I had an 8% chance to do this. <laughs> I mean, that's when he's just like, well, we believe in our guys. Uh, that uh, We're, we're going to be aggressive. Uh, that's that's what our guys want. And say something vague like that, coach speak. Just just really bizarre, really bizarre. <laughs> All right, well, back to uh, the actual uh, thing we were talking about. Uh, we said the Bengals still have, technically have a chance of the one seed. Uh, the main thing left up to chance is the uh, AFC East is still up for grabs, um, but Bills can clinch it with a win against the Jets. Jets have been kind of feisty, 
They did almost beat the Bucks, so uh, maybe it, there's a little bit better of a chance for the Jets than the Jaguars, but I still kind of doubt it. Uh, the Jets have put in some effort, some more effort in recent weeks, and uh, Braxton Berrios is apparent apparently, you know, just a superstar. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about the Jets. The Bills, uh, they've gotten their act together and they they want to be a playoff football team and they're playing like it. Devin Singletary's having, I think he's on three solid weeks in a row of good fantasy points, good production. So good for them getting the running game ready for the playoffs. Yeah, the Bills remembered that you are allowed to run the football in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Little and, known, uh, little known play uh, rules um, that that is allowed. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> running the football. We begged them to do it, and you know we we have a clear answer as to who the running back is. So, thank you, Sean McDermott and Brian yes. Dayball. I mean, I was really sure that it was Matt Breida after hearing about <laughs> what a study is on on Monday Night Football, but. Uh, I, I guess I guess for the first time Steve Levy was wrong. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that guy never misses. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, speaking of Monday Night Football, did you watch any of the the Manning cast this past week? I did. Uh, I I just turned it on for like a brief moment uh, in the third quarter when they were talking to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that was just so awkward. <laughs> like they clearly just had nothing in common with Snoop Dogg, and they were just acting like they were going to form a rap group. I don't think they like mentioned football the entire time. So actually it did get kind of funny. They did get a little bit of chemistry as it went on because uh, they all started bonding on how Ben just throws two yard out routes (laughs) and they're just dunking on Ben for just throwing it so short every time. Um, That's pretty awesome. And uh, really other than that, I enjoyed the Manning cast because Peyton was just so frustrated. He was so mad at Kevin Stefanski every time Nick Chubb was on the sideline. He was like, nothing good happens when Nick Chubb's not on the field. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, um, they, were, they were harping on that in the, the main broadcast as well, uh, how, yeah, that, how different the splits were with Nick Chubb on and off the field. That was – and to not get off track because the Browns aren't a playoff team – that was a very frustrating game to watch, I think, for just all football fans in general. Because one, you've got the Steelers on one side uh, with you know their struggles all season. But whatever the game plan or whatever Kevin Stefanski was thinking to just say, uh, you know what, let's just immediately start trusting Baker's arm and let's just chuck it deep every single play instead of just trying to get some chunk plays. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you got Donovan Peoples Jones as your uh, wide receiver one, you gotta, you gotta throw him the ball. Yeah. What do I know? What do I know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a weird game. Ben's last home game in Pittsburgh until uh, he's he like comes back next year and it's like I'm coming back, guys. Um, he's gonna try to pull Brett Favre, I feel, like, <laughs> and nobody's gonna want him. He's, he's gonna like, cry. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a publicity stunt. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess, for a Steelers fan, uh, it was enjoyable. So got to know how to beat the Steelers. But that's that was a moment where you're like, all right, this is the last week of the, the regular season. 
this is it. And then you're like, oh, wait, we have one more week after this. This is kind of <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it, it really did feel like the last week of the, the season. Like, I feel like there weren't that many important games, not that many teams were trying. I mean, we didn't have people full on sitting their starters, but um, you know, I felt like a lot of teams were just ready to, to be done with the season. Um, and, uh, especially with all the games on Sunday, um, except for the one on Monday, but uh, that's that's a very last week of the season thing. Uh, this this year we actually have a couple Saturday games, so uh, that would be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, those are pretty much the interesting games. I mean, there was the Raiders at the Colts. We talked about you know that was a surprising outcome, but you know Carson Wentz is coming off of the uh, the the COVID list and. I don't know. It seemed like Carson Wentz had a pretty bad game. Um, and uh, that's not really unusual for him. So <laughs> I feel like the, the Colts are like a really good team, but it's like Carson Wentz can just lose them, lose them a game at any moment. So the Colts did have a crazy classic T.Y. Hilton touchdown off a just accidental bobble <laughs> off of like a great pass by Carson Wentz. <laughs> right into two Raiders defenders who crash into each other and it bounces up to T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, and, uh, I, I guess one other notable performance that just deserves some attention for how bad it was was Mike Glennon with like 45 yards and three fumbles. Oh. <laughs> so I don't ever want to see him in the NFL ever again. Yeah, well, um, next week we get to watch the football team play against Jake Fromm and... <laughs> <laughs> just black that game out man <laughs> uh yeah that'll be fun fun stuff um all right uh is there anything else we really want oh we did want to talk um about uh you know a legend in the game passing away recently john madden we didn't get to talk about it um we didn't have a pod last week um pretty sad news uh for like one of the the I would say the most famous football people in the world. Um, obviously, you know, Hall of Fame head coach, um, one of the best broadcasters of all time. Um, and of course, the pretty famous video game named after him. So um, people know him all sorts of ways. Uh, and it's always funny hearing Madden talk about football. I just feel like that that's when you think about like somebody talking about football, you think about John Madden. Absolutely. Just what, what isn't there to say about him? Just yeah. such a big, important figure in the game of football and this game that we just enjoy so much. And uh, his, his influence is going to be felt for forever. Yeah, as long as the NFL is a thing. As Steve Levy said, he was a, a giant in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to fat shame John Madden, uh, and you know, after his death, I feel like that's uh, that's a poor time to make a fat joke. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess uh, do 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 you, Steve Levy? Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you and I would spend hours playing Madden 07 and uh that's uh that's part that's part of John Madden's legacy I know it seems silly that it's just a video game but like he was a big influencer for that um and uh 
you always remember in the the older games where you could actually ask Madden and he would he would tell you tell you the play that he thinks you should run. Um, and you know he was one of the he was the commentator in some of those earlier games too. So uh, definitely good stuff there. And uh, whether people like to admit it or not, Madden had an influence on their music taste as well. Oh, for sure. With his soundtracks to each game, and that I'm, you know, I'm just going to picked out. Yeah, Madden <laughs> picked them out himself. Let's just say that. Yeah. But he influenced the uh, the intro of this pod with oh, Wea. True. That's from Madden 07. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's Madden 07, right? Yeah, Madden yeah. 07. Yes. Great, great, uh, great football life there. Can't wait for the Madden doc, uh, that Madden series on ESPN and uh, probably a Madden football life on NFL Network. Um, probably won't watch many of it, but uh, I'll watch a little bit if it comes on. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Um, all right, Pep. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we uh, get into our overreactions? And it's been a little bit of a shorter pod here. But, uh, it, it has been a shorter pod. Uh, I don't, I, I think we covered just about all the good stuff without, you know, getting into our usual side conversations about just bad teams that don't really need to be discussed. So good for us. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. I mean, at this point, like half the league's eliminated. Um, we, you know, we're, we're talking about the teams that are playing for stuff and uh, most of them are playing some pretty cupcake games. So, uh, that that's pretty much it. All right, uh, so let's get into our favorite segment, our overreactions. Uh, Pep, do you have yours ready? Yeah, I do. Uh, and I was going to be lame this week with my overreaction saying that I just don't like watching the Chiefs, but that's not fun. I'll save that for another time, maybe when they're making the Super Bowl and something like that. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, I'm just going to make my prediction right now and say the Titans go all the way. They're a sneaky one seed in the AFC uh, right now, but this is a team that plays extremely well when they are the underdog. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's frustrating, but it's a fact of life. And while their last few games haven't been amazing, they've been getting it done with Deontay Foreman. And if they can get it done with Deontay Foreman, I'll all credit to him. He's been really running well, but they're going to get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. And it's just, they're, they're going to compete with just about anybody. I don't think you want to see the Titans. I, I, I like that take. I think it's hilarious. The Titans are the one seed after they've been pretty terrible for the past, like seven weeks. Um, but you know, they're, they managed to get wins. Um, and, uh, all credit to them, and I agree that they're totally dangerous when they have AJ Brown and Derrick Henry healthy. Um, I think they're probably going to end up as the one seed and get that by, and hopefully get Derrick Henry back um, in the playoffs. And uh, I, I totally agree. It's good. you don't want to see the. Titans. I feel like a lot of people are going to tell you that you do want to see the Titans because like they're, you know, one of the weaker one seeds we've seen in a while, but. I, I don't think you do. I definitely, it's definitely a different style of football than a lot of the other teams you'll be facing. So, And sometimes you just don't know which Titans you could get. I mean, there are games where Ryan Tannehill just pulls a rabbit out of the hat 
and <laughs> has a decent game or just rushes for two touchdowns or the defense just kills you like they did the Rams. Um, obviously, you're always going to go the Derrick Henry route, as you should, but they have they have their ways. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, okay, my, my reaction is actually also um, about a playoff team that maybe we didn't expect. Uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but uh, I think the New Orleans Saints will win a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> they're going to go in there, and they're going to beat whoever they, they face in the first round. Um, then, then they're going to be heartbroken in probably the second round. Um, but they are going to upset the team. They're going to make the playoffs first, and then they're going to upset somebody and, uh, on Super Wild Card Weekend. They're going to be the first team in NFL history to win back-to-back playoff games on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Saints. And it's, nation. you're going to hate watching every second of this football <laughs> game because they're going to win it like five to three. Five to three. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Taysom Hill, five interceptions, 64 <laughs> rushing yards. <laughs> Two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's that's all we got for you guys. Um, we will definitely have some more good stuff for you um, prior to the playoffs and then you know, after each round of the playoffs. Um, we're excited for this uh, extended season um, and uh, ready for the Super Bowl. Um, so we will uh, catch you next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.